0: Hey, what? Hello and welcome to another episode of After The Whistle. This will be our first NBA recording of the season. And with how crazy the NBA season looks like, it's shaping up to be, and how crazy the... Um, the deadline has been it will be a travesty for us not to give the fans what they want by giving them a different sport, which is the NBA not just soccer we do everything so I'm here with Tweedy King Sam Lex Tweedy what's up what's good bro
1: thanks for having
0: me today I actually actually thank you because I brought you out and people are going to hear the famous Tweedy voice and maybe people might not know Tweedy is a baller so I had to bring him on here. Bro,
1: I beg you, bro. I beg
0: you, bro. <laughs> yo, kin- yo, Ken, what's up? Yo, crack. I Hey, big man. What's up?
2: Hope everything cool
0: for your friend. I do. I do. You can't do big man for your big people. Say, I beg. Oh, I'm t- suffering. T- Anyways, t- I'm suffering. So, so as we as we did here, I be. I know. Say you miss NBA episode, but we are back and MV- we can't be complete without you so thank you for having my invitation once again and always being with us thank,
3: thank you guys for welcoming me as well
0: yeah and the ever crazy sum was good bro
3: i beg please don't refer to me as that <laughs> i did play i did play nah i'll be, be straight i'll be straight i'll be straight bro. i'm ready to talk about this shit because i feel yeah. like some people they fuck up but they're gonna so let's go <laughs>
0: Yo, the TV say KO promised me special guests and he delivered, so yeah. <laughs> this is why we are here. <laughs> yes, so thank you for coming on, bro. And finally, the creme de la creme of the sports world, the analyst, the knowledgeable one, Lexus, Lexus, Lexus. Lexus. What's good bro? I don't know if Lexus they hear me, but
4: Yeah, oh, crap. Yeah, I Introduce you, son. Where you pass? <laughs> then I forget my, my mic, do on unmute? But yo, Shannon, then, then Steven A says, they need to get this accolade song. So, <laughs> where you put me here? Oh no, because Shannon, Steven
0: A, or this, yeah, they have nothing on you, bro. Yeah. They have Oscar Bailey, they have nothing on you, bro. Because me and you, yeah, we, we have we... on a battle <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. Yeah. and it's always lovely. But... It's always lovely to have you on, bro. All
4: right. It feels good to be here. I mean, the people on the on the panel today, they, they seem like they're very smart, very uh, interested in NBA. So, I'm just here to learn and listen.
0: Good, good. They'll be very, they be very knowledgeable. So, let's just dive right in. I mean, um, a couple of days ago, uh, we witnessed something special. And me personally, I didn't think I'm ever going to witness that in my lifetime. In my lifetime, and I don't want to sound like a fan or a stan, but since I am a student of the game, which is the NBA, and I'm a super fan of it, this was something special to witness because I had to set up my alarm and make sure that I wasn't missing the Lakers game to see LeBron break Kareem's 39-year-old scoring record, which was something special to me. So that is what we are going to discuss right now first to lexus i want to know your thoughts on this feat and where were you did you watch it and what does it mean to you
4: yeah um yeah i stayed up the, the entire night just to watch because i was very much interested in in history being written um, a lot of the time when when situations like this happen you you want to recollect where you were exactly and this is a a global mile, milestone and so you want to be in the moment you want to be part of of history you want to a part of that experience. And because we all knew this day was coming, you you sort of had to put your shuttle in a way that was going to allow you to be able to watch this. Me, I have consistently been on the side of of Jordan being the greatest player of all time. And Over the years, that view has sort of like um, changed over to LeBron's side. And so I was very much interested in seeing what the crowning moment was going to be like for him, especially when you consider his background and um, where he has been, his challenges, all the struggles he's had, um, not having a father figure in his life, having the mother who had to struggle to raise him, um, and then coming up in a community that didn't have much to provide him with. Um, that's that's the story that you can, one, identify with, two, be very hopeful for, and three, to see that person succeed. I mean, if if you consider all his circumstances. It will be very naive or very evil on your part to not want to see the person and um, get to the summit of a sport. And if you look at that individual in itself, yeah, there might be some questionable things that he's done in the past. But overall, as an individual, you couldn't have had asked for this to happen to a much better individual. I mean, LeBron has represented the sport in the, in the best way possible. He's been a, one of the best ambassadors for the for the NBA. He's shown a great deal of of sort of carrying the league from being drafted in 2003 up to this point. And so for everything that he's done up to this point, you are very happy to see someone get to this point. I didn't personally think that Karim's record was ever going to be broken because if you look at what it takes for you to be able to, to break it, one, you needed health to go on your side. Two, you needed very deep playoff runs to be able to catch up to him. Three, you needed to be on very good teams to be able to get there because if you're on a team that doesn't like allow you to be able to play deep into the season, you don't get to this point. And so you needed all of these things to fall in the right sort of spot for you to be able to do it. And we've seen greats in the past not being able to do it. Tim Duncan wasn't able to do it. Kobe wasn't able to do it. Shaq wasn't able to do it. MJ wasn't able to do it. So for someone like LeBron to be able to do it, he needed to do things that nobody in the entire history of the sport has been able to do before and i think this this what we witnessed on on monday was one that you had to feel joy for him even if you are on the on the jordan uh you still have to feel a bit of pride seeing the boy from akron weenwood today so for me it was it was it was very enjoyable seeing his family there seeing his childhood friends over there seeing the entire nba um for once just put the the hatred for lebron aside and celebrate him it was it's a, it's a moment that's going to stay with me for a very 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 long time yeah, thank you for this because
0: even the way you are saying it, there's still some Jordan guys in the media still found a way to poke holes and this achievement and anything, but that's not in you know they they can't take it away from him. As LeBron said, right now they can't talk about the best scorers without talking about me. Um so this goes to Tweedy. Um with this record that has been broken, right? So with a breakdown, for somebody to break it, the person has to average twenty five points per season. For 82 games, 18 seasons in a row, you have to play all 82 games, average 25 points for 18 years to be able to break this record. What did this record mean to you? Seeing LeBron break it, or maybe you didn't watch it, did you watch it? Where were you? What did you do? And do you think, after LeBron has broken his record, will it be broken by anybody else?
1: Okay, this goes to me. Yes. Okay, so um, obviously congrats to LeBron and all of his fans. Uh, He's finally the NBA all-time leading scorer. And uh, honestly, I think I must have been around probably like GSS or so. And I I used to talk to my friend about basketball. And we used to wonder like who would break Karim's record. And we thought maybe Karim might have to like pass. And maybe after like like, five, ten years, maybe someone does it. But um, I think I don't I don't want to say anything to put down LeBron, but the three the 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 three point shooting it has really helped him reach the... I think he would have got close either way or probably broken it somewhere somewhere around this time. But I think the three point shooting has really really helped, and his improvement in the three point shooting has helped him break the record as well. So, um. Yeah, I did not watch the game. Unfortunately, I wish I did. I wish I, I wish I watched the whole, the whole game, but I did not. And um, I think that the all-time leading scoring, him being under him being at the number one spot, it helps his legacy. It, it definitely adds to it. I don't know about him versus Jordan or, or I don't know about that one, but for him on his own in his own way in his own legacy, this this just adds to it, and it's. Obviously, a great achievement, and it, it goes to his um, consistency throughout the whole, throughout all the season from season one to now. Every time he's there, he's he barely gets injured. He you don't you don't see him cheese the game as they say. You don't you don't really um see him forcing the shots most of the time. He's not forcing. You don't see him forcing the shots most of the time. Yeah, he does it the right way. He's done everything very, very well. And for someone to be the face of the league, yeah, he, LeBron is almost like the perfect guy. So yeah, congrats to LeBron. Congrats to you, crack. I don't know who else is a LeBron guy here, but congrats to all of you guys. It's an amazing achievement, and uh, I'm happy. I, I was for him. just
0: trying <laughs> to just be neutral here. I was trying to be neutral. Why?
1: <laughs> oh no, the neutral. Damn, fuck, damn,
0: So, anyways. So, um, funny how you talk about the three points. I mean, that's a fact, but he still broke it in lesser games with higher efficiency and LeBron is still not even a good three-point shooter. But this record, I don't think people even thought LeBron was going to play for 20 seasons, eh, for 20 years in the NBA. Do you get it? Nobody thought that, let alone that he was going to break it. Because for you to break it, even Karim said it, you needed extreme dedication, fitness, long the, aside the longevity, you just needed to be up your game every single time. And it, it, it this this fit this fit needed mad consistency and being at the top always for it to be broken. And as I said, when the first day LeBron came into the league, I don't I didn't ever think this was ever gonna happen. So until like three seasons ago that we were counting and I was like, yeah, this is very possible. But yeah. I didn't know even LeBron was going to play 20 seasons. A lot of people didn't know. Even he, LeBron, didn't know he was going to play 20 seasons. So uh, this, this goes to Sam. Sam, I want to ask you this. LeBron was the most hyped high schooler ever coming into the NBA. I mean, players like Kobe came straight from high school. Kevin Garnett came straight from high school. And, and this 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 scorer and uh, this guy, I forgot to the third person. Um uh, what's his name? Anyways, you these two guys came straight out of high school, but even with them, they had they didn't have the hype, the hype Lebron had. ESPN2 was showing LeBron's high school games. It was the first televised high school game ever. With all the pressure, the chosen one being on sports illustrated and everything. Do you think Lebron has lived up to the hype? And did you watch the game? And what does this fit mean?
3: Yeah, so um I was comfortably asleep when LeBron broke this record. Um, you know, props to him. What he's done is incredible. Uh, his durability is a credit to him, to be honest. Um, to be able to play this long, this many games, um, you know, it's... it's For me, I think LeBron is probably the greatest athlete ever to play in the NBA. I wouldn't say he's the greatest player Um but I do think he's the greatest athlete to ever play. And I think his longevity is a credit to him. He's definitely lived up to the hype. I mean, you, you can't take that away from him. You know, from a very young age, being crowned the chosen one on the cover of Sports Illustrated, ESPN, all that stuff. It's amazing. But I think context is also very important. Um, Kareem did what he did shooting one single, uh, not shooting, making one single three-pointer his entire career. Entire career. One three-point shot. LeBron has made over 2,000. Okay. When you take these things to account, of course, you can say that, well, LeBron did it in, less, in fewer games. Of course, he did it in fewer games um, because he's the greatest athlete we've ever seen. He's durable. He And he performs consistently. But when you put everything together for me, for me, right? When you put it into context, Kareem played four years of of uh of university right he he played college ball for th- for four years, and he then came to the nBA and played an additional twenty if of uh, twenty eighteen something like that if I'm not mistaken, and he did it in more games, but that's because he shot one single well he made one single three point shot right and and I'm not trying to be a LeBron hater. I just think it's very necessary for us to put it into context now, nobody can take this away from him it's it's in the books. He is the best of his era. And for that, I mean, because you said something I I, I didn't think was, was uh, very fair to say that ever since he came into the league, he's carried it. LeBron came into the league when Shaq was still a thing, when Kobe was still a thing. T-Mac was still kind of doing his thing. Uh, LeBron has carried the league through the 2010s, undoubtedly. He's the greatest player of the 2010s. But let's also give the guys who came no, before I, him I, the flowers. No,
0: I... I, 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 I... Yeah, but you, but quick ones up, I don't think I was the one that said it. Whoever said it. I actually it. said he was the yeah, I was I actually said he was the most hyped.
3: Yeah, but somebody said he carried the league. I think it was LA. Lex. I think it was Lex. Yeah, it was Lex. It was Lex. it was Lex. Oh yes. Lex
0: was saying that Lex, yes. Lex was saying that since huh. he came he has been a good role model. That, he no, didn't no no say no no no. He, he said he carried league. the
3: league. He said he, he said carry the league. The other guys are on the no. on this call. They no. they heard it. I don't they heard it. But I don't know if I exactly used let let me finish. I I I no. I I actually don't even fault you for saying okay, that because you, okay, you can you say that. Yeah,
0: you finish. Yeah, yeah, you finish.
3: I I don't even think you can fault. I can fault you for saying that because to the best, like if you try to think back, when has LeBron not been there? So I I respect that, and he he has in a very large part carried the league. But everybody ate in LeBron's era. Everybody, Steph ate, Kawhi ate. I mean Dirk Nowitzki ate. You know what I mean, and and it's not his fault, obviously, because greatness was around. It, it's probably the deepest league we've like in terms of talent um, that we can remember. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a great achievement. Congrats to LeBron. Congrats to uh, Maverick Carter and all the guys over there on his team. But at the end of the day, just scoring points doesn't make you the greatest ever. There are a lot of intangibles that you associate with the greatest ever. And for me, I would say LeBron is the greatest athlete. Probably, you could say the greatest ambassador of the game we've ever seen. But ultimately, for me, he is not the greatest player ever. Um, of, my, of the basketball that I watch, Kobe is my greatest ever. But objectively, just looking at not just the stats, but also the intangibles, MJ still rules. MJ is still number one. And you could, some, you could even make the case that Kareem is number one. I think Kareem gets overlooked a lot of the time simply because he wasn't probably as flashy as others. He's seven foot, what, two, four? Seven, Yes. Yeah, between seven, two and seven, four, you know, he just kind of stands down low sky hook, the most unstoppable shot in the history of the game. So you could say it came easy to him, but he also played in an era where people could elbow you in the back and people could shiv you every time you made a move. So, you know, I think what we should do is we should, we should contain the greatest ever conversation to eras rather than just, you know, a broad statement that LeBron is the greatest of all time. But kudos to him, props to him. He is the GOAT of his era.
0: Um, Yeah, today I'm the moderator, so I wouldn't go back and forth because there were some things you said that I could actually rebuff it, but not now. Or this this eight in this era, this eight in this era. is a funny conversation that I've had it a million times. And when I go this, I'm going to win, but not today. I'll come back to you on it. So, Kim. So, did you watch the game? Well, and what yes, does this yes, fit mean
2: to I you? I up all night to watch the game. Well, yes. um,
0: I actually had a meeting the next
2: morning, but so I, I went to the meeting with a red shirt eye. But yeah, it was it was worth it. Um, it's it's a great achievement. I won't lie to you because um, in 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 my lifetime, I never thought I would see someone break this record. It's a lot of points. Thirty over thirty-eight thousand points. is a lot of points, and as as you as you rightly said, you would have to average twenty-five points per game for eighteen straight seasons, playing each and every single game, which sounds very impossible. So for me to be able to get opportunity to to, to witness this is 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 just out of out of this world. Um people keep saying they're, they're trying to say this is the fact that he's the greatest of all time blah 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 yeah, as for that conversation, it will keep going on day in, day out, every single time, whenever ball fans meet, it's going to come up, what I would say is it, it adds up to his legacy, it builds up his legacy the greatest of all time thing, I think we have to cut it out and we have to take it as every every single player and his or uh, and his era, because if you try to mix match all the eras, it's it's a lot difficult than than you think. It's not as simple as you think. Because one would say Jordan has six rings, he has five MVPs, he has this, he has that, and another person was also tell you Jordan has, uh, sorry, LeBron has this, LeBron has that. But as a fan of the game, I just en- I just enjoy the game as it is. Yes, I was not able to watch jordan playing his heyday but i've watched lebron play since day one since he entered the league i've watched him yes maybe i might not catch every single game but the most important games i've catch all of them i've watched all of them and his, his greatness personified his greatness so this argument of who is greater one is greater than the other eh, i don't really buy it but yeah it's a great achievement and, and it's it's just spectacular. I'm I'm just sad that my people were not able to watch it because watching it in the moment at that time, being online, reacting to it, watching it yourself, and it, it's just it, it felt very nice. It felt very good. As as one one panel member already said, from when you look at his background, single parent household, a kid from Akron, um very underprivileged, and he's able to work his way all through from high school then straight into the NBA, all the hype, as you already said, having the chosen one title, having to live to the hype, having to produce and having to stay as, as good as he is for as long as he has. It's, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling. Sometimes sometimes we overlook certain things that happens in our, in our lifetime because we seem to have been seeing a lot of talent coming, up, uh, coming in and out of the league. So we seem to neglect a few things, but come on. He's been playing for twenty good years, and he's even, even, even in his twentieth year, he's averaging about twenty-seven points a game, which is, come on, let's 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 be honest to each other, twenty-seven points again at age twenty, at season twenty, and you're still doing that, it's just crazy. So we should we should we should all try and appreciate what he's doing and and not nitpick and then poking holes and all that. It's it's to me, it's not necessary.
0: Okay, thank you, Ken. I do agree with you and some, when you talk about the GOAT debates being error-based, I really do understand, but we have the media where they always want to, I mean, compare. So as they say, the the saying goes that comparison is a thief of joy. Even in Lombro's moment where we had to enjoy it, you still watch sports media and it's like they are paid to do that. There's this and that. There's Jordan this, Jordan that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's fine. Because me... When it comes to this argument, when it comes to players, I have seen, I never watched Maradona, if I'm using the football context, I never watched Maradona, I never watched Pele. When he asked me my goat, I'm going to put Messi first, I'm going to put Ronaldo second. I watched them from 18, when they were 18 years to where they are now. I watched them. I saw what they did. I know what they made me feel. So everybody's top five, everybody's goat is going to be different. As Sam said, his goat is Kobe. I can't fault him for that. But he's trying to say objectively, that's MJ. That's him. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. What LeBron has done is crazy. He has most of the youngest ever and most of the oldest ever record. He broke the playoffs all-time score a long time ago. All the stats is top two or top three in the playoffs. I mean, we can go on and on, but everybody's good is different. And we are not here to debate the good decision here. And as I said, the third question I was going to ask, most of you have already answered it. So we just move on to the trade deadline. I mean, there were a lot of crazy movements this time around. And I, for one, I expected some, but I didn't know this would be the craziest, craziest, most, like, um, anticipating uh, um, trade deadline ever. Like, I've watched it, I've witnessed deadline where one star moved like last season like this it was just hardened to move to the success no other big that left but you've had Kyrie you have had KD all of them moving and there's been so many movement back into the West the East was the difficult uh, conference right now but it's look, it looks like right now it's the west and it's not even close because let's go through some of the trades. the suns the suns got basically Basley. Kevin Durant and TJ Warren and the players that left mm-hmm. Michael Bridges Keel Cam Jones, Dario Sarich. and when you go to the Lakers the Lakers got Mo Bamba Alec Beasley Rui Achimura they got him before the trade the year yeah it was still during the trade Davon Reed D'Angelo Russell Jared Vanderbilt so when you go to um, the Wolves the Wolves actually got Icoloni and Nicole Alexander Wanda Alexander Walker, sorry. The Nets, the Nets really had a lot because I don't understand what the Nets were trying to do. Because if you are fought in the East and you want to build around KD, why would you trade Kyrie? Because trading Kyrie, I don't know whether they thought trading Kyrie means KD was going to stay. Everybody knew those people were going to be together. Even if they were not going to be together, when you trade away his star, he will leave. So I don't know why, but we'll come to that. So the Nets, Got Michael Brid- uh, um, Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cameron Johnson. And the list goes on. And even the Clippers. The Clippers always lacked size when Zubac went to the bench. And they got Mason Plumlee, which is going to help them. They got good role road- road players in and regarded them both Island. Both highlands move from Denver was really shocking to me because that guy. That guy is really, really good off the bench. He's one of the rising stars in the league. But yeah, NBA is a cruel cool business and you never understand. And the players that left were Reggie Jackson, Luke Canada, and John Wall. John Wall, yeah, they actually ended his contract. He's going back to um, the Rockets, which they will buy him out. So, and there's that too. And with the East Conference, there wasn't a lot of movements. Uh, Atlanta got Sadiq Bay. Boston got uh, Mascala. Milwaukee got... Tee Crowder, New York got Joe Schatz, Philadelphia got Kelly McDaniels, Toronto got Chico Porto from the Spurs. So not a lot of movements from there. And even with the Western Conference, Thomas Brown went to the Denver Nuggets. Golden State, Gary Payton, G- and the second came back. I mean, I don't know why they treated him in the first place. I guess they needed a cap space to do all that things, but right now he's back. Luke Kanad went to Memphis from the Clippers, as I said. Uh, New Orleans got John Rich- George Richardson from the Spurs. And Portland got Matthias tybo from the Sixers. So going by this, um, I want to know, is this the craziest trade deadline you guys have ever witnessed? Um, I want to start with Sam.
3: Well, for sh- for sure, this is of my lifetime. Uh, definitely the craziest and most active trade uh... Well, I say most active, probably the biggest blockbuster trades um that we've seen. But you know, the funny thing about the Suns trade, right? Everybody's like, oh, everybody's penciled the Suns in for the finals. I don't think it's that straightforward. From everything that we've seen um from Chris Paul this season, he's not the same Chris Paul. Actually, we we saw it last season in the final. Uh he he I'm sorry, two seasons ago, right? He doesn't have it. And in the Western Conference Finals, we saw it as well. He's missing something. He's lost a step. So he can't, the brain is still there. The body isn't. So you have two aging superstars, right? And in the NBA, uh, KD is considered an aging superstar. He's in his 30s, right? Um, You have two aging superstars who are not guaranteed to be on the court. KD's been hurt, I think, three out of the past four seasons, right? Chris Paul gets hurt. All the time, especially in the playoffs, so their health has to hold up. But they also lost Mikhail Bridges and they lost Cam Jordan, Cam Johnson, Cam. Yeah, both of them great, 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 great teammates, great wing players, spread the floor. So yeah, they have a, a more potent lineup right now, but they have a much shallower bench. Um, for me, I think the the people who actually won. The trade deadline quietly was uh the 76ers, right? They have added somebody who is both a defender and scores. The problem with Matthias Tybalt was that he can't score. Great defender, shuts down the wings, but then on the other other side of the floor, the team is on the opposing team is is guarding only four players because they know he can't shoot. Right. And what he does best, which is cutting on cutting, cutting to the basket on the baseline. He wasn't on a team that that really looks for that type of look, right? So um, they've added somebody who can help them, if not as much, but very close to what Tybalt gave them. And at the same time, they've added like offense. So they still have the defense, right? But now they've added the offense. Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind, MVP level, that nobody's talking about snub for the All-Star. He's hungry. James Harden for the first time in his career actually looks like he wants to play point guard and not this flopping you know shooting guard uh, point guard hybrid that never really made sense especially in the playoffs so for me I think the 76ers won this trade deadline already great team second in the second in the in uh well trading places with with bucks bucks are catching up but in second or third in the in the in the east, added offense that they were lacking because they had Tybal. And now, you know, they can make some moves in in the East. And who knows, they might even catch Boston because Boston is kind of floundering at the moment. So the blockbuster trades. And then, of course, there's the Kyrie show, which in in my opinion, no matter where Kyrie goes, it will fall apart. The only person who's been able to get the best out of Kyrie is LeBron James. And last I checked, Luka Doncic is not LeBron James. As a matter of fact, Luka Doncic is probably the antithesis of LeBron James. He is not a pass-first point guard, or he, do you can even can we even call him a point guard? He's more he's like the size of a forward, right? But he plays essentially point guard, and he's I mean, ball. Why, he's, why,
0: why you even? Why you even think about it? With what you've mentioned right now, there's there, there are not many uh, quintessential, um point guards in the, in the NBA now. In, in yep. Most two guards, shooting guards, are masquerading at. Point guards. A few exactly. ones that I left is maybe Ross and CP3, just a few people. So yeah, you can go. Yeah,
3: at absolutely. And, and CP3, really, I think is probably the last of the great pure point guards in the league right now. Right. So now you're you're sharing yeah. the ball between Kyrie and Luca, ball heavy, very very like high usage players. How are you gonna How are you gonna make that work? And we all know Kyrie's a bit. Uh, what's the kind way of putting it? Is temperamental. Uh, so how is he going to deal with that? I don't think I think it was uh, subtraction by addition with the maps personally. So yeah, for me 76ers one, we'll see how it goes with the with the Suns if they can keep everybody on the on the on the court, they have a chance. And um, other than that I I think it's still the same players before the trade deadline um, who are in the mix and I think the the 76ers took a step forward in that in that in that race. Jerry, you're muted.
5: Yeah,
0: sorry about that. Just to quickly add to what we were saying. The reason why people don't trust Joel Embiid and the success is because one, Doc Rivers is a serial bottler, and we've seen Joel Embiid either always injured in the playoffs or not showing up as well. And then there is Harden. We still saw them last season together. So people, it's, it's very okay for people to question them because they can't get it done. And we've seen them and see them several times. They can be quietly building, yep. and once they get to the postseason, something happens. So no, with you're the Suns, right? Sons, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, So with the Suns, I wouldn't consider um, KD an aging superstar because right now he's still the best player in the league. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. Because my best player in the league is still, um, the Greek Creek. You understand? When he's on the floor, Jerry. When he's from...
3: on the floor. When he's on the floor, he's not. He just. He literally just I mean, came back from injury, bro.
0: Yeah, but but let me let, let me give you the what he's doing actually this season. He's shooting a career high field goals percentage, which is fifty-six percent. That's his best ever. He's playing defense, the defensive wish and everything is his best ever. And even his is assist is higher this season than ever and ever than ever. When Kyrie wasn't around, he was still carrying the nets and they were still in top five in the East before even Kyrie came. You understand? So when fit KD Booker and CP3, all things being equal, are going to be dangerous. But what is going to worry them is the lack of others. They don't have others on the bench because they gave a lot out and they don't have quality on the bench. So they need to fill that role. They need to fill that spot with quality role players. That's going to help them because they are top-heavy right now. So that is what is going to worry them a bit. But Charlie, you have the 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 uh, the best weapon in the NBA, and you give him to the coach that executes the fourth quarter more than anybody else. You understand? That's the Finneson's coach. So I mean, they are dangerous. But personally, when you talk about it, I still think the Nuggets are still the best in the West. But we're going to see how it shapes us from now. So Tweedy. so to ask Tweedy about this, um, is this the craziest? Deadline day you've witnessed, and who are the winners and losers of this trade, line, trade deadline day?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely the wildest trade deadline um, I think I've probably witnessed, definitely by by far, especially how things escalated in just a few hours. It was, it was, it was mad. It was mad. So I was thinking, whilst um, Sam was talking, I was thinking about like who were like the biggest winners, and I was, I was about to say the clippers because they added um highland and gordon and uh what's his name plumley so they, they they have very very good players on the bench so i was i was going to put the clippers but listening to you guys talk i think i might have to go sounds i might have to go sounds because kd is such a huge piece to put on on the board right like it sways is is it's like you've moved LeBron or Steph is a huge piece to add to anything. And the Suns, right? They, the way the the way the season started for them, it started very well. In the middle, they were 4-3 and then they got the backup. But when the injury started happening, that's when things started to go down for them, right? So I'm only saying this just because I've seen CP, I've seen Devin Booker and 8 I've seen the Master Collective go to the NBA Finals. They they messed up last year. I've seen them go to the NBA Finals when they are oh I've seen that. So adding KD into that mix, I know CP is injury-prone when he gets to the playoffs. He might miss like a whole series. I, he, I don't, that, that could easily happen. But I've seen Devin Booker's um, progression as a ball handler with his time with CP. So sometimes if you watch Phoenix, if you watch one of their games, Devin Booker brings the ball up right he's sometimes he starts this the sets the offensive sets when they're about to set up their offense and their motion like everything when cp is not on the floor when cb isn't on the floor so i think with the addition of kd into damix right i think he gives them a lot of dynamism and as you know scoring and you know with scoring comes pacing. Their ball will be moving a lot. They'll be you'll be finding open shooters. And I think we've all missed this. But TJ One is also on the Suns. Low-key is a huge piece. It's not as big as obviously not as big, big as KD, but if you want to say, like in terms of fits, because you know TJ One is kind of his he's like a plug-and-play guy. You put him here, she's going to shoot threes, he might open up, he might freeze. The space bubble
0: for the bubble up.
1: MJ. The bubble MJ, exactly. But so Having a guy like him on the bench, right, is going to help out the Phoenix uh, second units, and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to um, give a big help to when the starters are not on the floor, and and even when you want to put Devin Booker on the bench, them have some rest. You want to put KJ on the bench, then have some rest. You can you can do all that. You can mix and match, you can do lots of things with T.J. Warren. and that mix. so yeah, that's with the Phoenix Suns. That's for this. That's for the Phoenix one. The Phoenix Sun, sorry. I don't know if there's any other question. Maybe I've missed something. I don't want to
3: over talk. Can I jump it? Can back. I jump it real quick? This yeah, is a question yeah, sure, sure. for everybody. For everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. You can. How many mm-hmm. games did Kyrie and they were in the they were on the nets for four years. How many games did they mm-hmm. play together? The entire four years?
1: Are you talking about Harden, KD, and then Kyrie? No,
3: just specifically KD and Kyrie. Okay, so I want
1: to preface it with Harden. Okay, Harden, KD and Kyrie. I think they were in like uh, mini, like, 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 um, under 200 games with KD. They played under 100.
3: They played under 100. Just, yeah, KD, yeah. just KD and Kyrie. Also, just so KD and this, Kyrie. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Exactly. Yet, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's, see, that's my point, though, right? As great as KD is, he's been very, very, very injury prone the past few years. He is True. the most lethal weapon in the league, no doubt. For me, the best player in the league right now. But can he stay on the court? And that's my whole thing with, with the Suns. We have to wait to see oh, yeah. how I agree. health pans I
1: agree. out. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because even with the way, I, the way I like to make uh, my opinion on certain teams and certain players, especially with trades, I want to see how the player fits. Let's say like 10, 15 games. Let's see how they all fit as a mix. Because you don't. it's not really about just on the court, them playing it's outside the court, how they, how they talk to each other, how they respect each other, if they don't respect whoever, how they, how they gel. It's, it's, it's going to be how they, they, they mix well, apart from That's, just on the court.
4: Yeah, so I, Alexis, you, I just, you can come in. Yeah, I just wanted to make a point. I, I, I think that as I don't think you're going to find a bigger KD fanboy than me. I am, I'm heavy to KD. And um, in a lot of ways i even model my my game after after him but to say kd is the best player in the nba right now is, is taking a bit of a stretch we have someone who's won two back to back mvps is, is on the cups of winning the third one um i sincerely think that the best player in the nba right now is giannis like he gives you two way efforts. and so like yeah a lot i think of the
0: time, that that's that, that's what that's what i said i was like one yeah, of kd the, is
3: like, two like, way too know. kd is two way as well man kd is also two way
4: We've not seen. We've not seen yeah, but, but the same amount of outputs like both ways, like Yanis yeah. has in, in the past, like five years. And so, like I'm, I'm a bit more like careful in in crowning KD as being the best player in the NBA now, especially after what, um, Jokic and then and then Yanis have been able to do. But going back to to what the main question has been all this time, which is, pre team won the NBA, um, deadline day, and I think it was it was some if I'm getting right who said that that he believes that it was a success the success where the the winners on the day. I actually think that they were the losers on the day because what what you what you did was that you practically shipped out one of your best perimeter defenders in Tyball away. Yes, is cause in the shooting flank right now and he's not doing so well. But what you've done is you, you took Tyball out. His effort on defense is not something you're going to get from Dylan Magnet Daniels was very good from the triple line, but isn't as solid of a defense as you will need. And in the postseason, you you notice that Teams are able to shrink the, their defense onto the perimeter and they're comfortable allowing you to hit mid range shots. That is not his specialty. So, beyond someone giving you three point output, you do not get much else from them. What I also feel they're going to struggle with is they were not able to get a backup for dual embed. Yes, you can make the fine case and saying that PJ Tucker is going to play menace in that position, but if you're playing in against, say, Celtics and they go like heavy on, on, the, on their backs, then you begin to struggle because then you don't have players be able to like do that for you. Maybe you can say that on the buyout market, they can get someone who can play backup for, for Embiid. But in the same offseason, where in the same deadline day, where you saw like the Clippers get Plumlee, you saw the Nuggets get Thomas Bryant, and you saw the Celtics get like Muscala. They are not on the same level as as Embiid, but they give you like very solid backup minutes, and that is what the Celtics, the the the, the Sixers do not have right now. Well. So I think that that, that might be that struggle. The winners oh, for me...
0: But, uh, but Lexus, a uh, quick one before you continue. They already have a backup center in Montrez Haro. Who? Tres. Tres. Tre- Montrez Haro.
3: Lex, that is exactly no. what everybody said when he said Montrez Haro. Everybody said, who? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, talking about, talking about backup centers, I mean, he's a backup center, so... No, yeah,
3: I, mean, like, he, I mean, he's a placeholder. He's a placeholder. Let's yeah, not talk... Yeah, let's yeah, not say yeah, he's a backup. Bro. Come basically.
1: on, Basically.
4: <laughs> if, you see, if you see all the players who are available who moved, like, I mean, you're not saying like, yeah, he's won six months in the in the past, but right now his output isn't like on the same level like Muscala, the likes of like Bryant, even Plumley. He's serviceable to a certain point, and then it becomes like he doesn't give you as much effort. And that's why, like, in the past two seasons, when it goes like crunch, um, it's usually Lex, very benched. And
1: like, if, if you don't mind, I don't want to, I want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. About, about the Thai thing. So, um, I don't know if you remember about. The beginning of the season and getting to getting to around this time, Taibo's minutes depleted, like it went down totally. Yes. I think he even has a few D. He was playing like seven
3: but, minutes. He was playing like seven exa- minutes again. Exactly. Yeah, it so was negligible. I and
1: I, I understand your I understand your points, But Doc basically made it almost like negligible whether he was there or not. I, I, I get your points in the playoffs, things get tighter and you will need defense. All that X, Y, Z. but in the large in the larger scheme of things, he wasn't playing. So that was that's just it yeah. for that
4: side. You see, I'm usually very careful in judging players and their outputs, especially when they're playing for certain coaches. So there might be a certain player who you're not seeing gets heavy. You're as a, as absolutely right. You change yep. the environment and then you change their coach. Then suddenly they just they just they just find a spark again. And I think that's something that Taibo. and he moving to a team, my team. He, now he he goes to like the Trailblazers, which is my team, and that excitement. He me went because, to your team. <laughs> yeah. And and the you're funny thing Blazers is, that, like, oh my god, for me, god, it's
3: like, I'm so sorry.
4: That's that's my hometown team, so that's but the thing is Yeah, he's the hardcore yeah. blazers fan. Yeah. That that's what happens when you have a part of a family that comes from Portland. But it's fine. The thing is he he's serviceable to a point. You you have to know how to use him under the right circumstances for you to be able to get the best output from him. Um and so I think that in, in a lot of ways the sexes might have sh- some struggles when they do play um in the postseason because then you're gonna find when they're coming up against teams that have like very good, like perimeter players, then they're going to find struggle because already Harden isn't going to give you the best of defenses, and you've already taken like Tyreke, who was going to like maybe give you a net positive from Harden's um, play. I also just think that in the grand scheme of things, even though I'm excited for what the the Phoenix Suns look right now, you also begin to look at death issues. Like in the grand scheme of things, when you're playing like seven players. It might not be a challenge. But if you're going to have to play players like Chris Paul, like Harden, like Booker, who have, in only the last two years, suffered significant injuries, you're putting a lot of your back baskets in, a lot of your eggs in baskets that are not strong enough. And that is what might be my, my biggest struggle. Like Kyrie has suffered like even knee and ankle and ACL injuries. Um, Chris Paul has had
3: Achilles you forgot in- his Achilles as Booker well has had
4: very freak injuries in the past and so to put Achilles yeah last I said say the ACL so if you're putting all of this all of these things all of your eggs in this basket yeah on the, on paper it looks very good but all you just need is one bad for one one little bump in the chest and then all of these players are out so yeah even though the sounds look like they're winners right now they're winners with, with, with an asterisk.
1: I Agree. I agree.
3: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I, so, okay. Can I jump in real quick just for something that? Sorry. Okay, Sam, I'm, I'm sorry. Sam, but Lex, after
0: you, then Kim goes. Yeah.
3: Lex, here's what you have to realize, right? Taibo wasn't playing. Their their defensive efficiency was still pretty high, right? So he <laughs> he wasn't a net add or a net subtraction from from the Sixers as they were constructed. You take him out. You bring in somebody who's a serviceable defender, but also has offensive output. So in any way you look at it. He is a plus. He's an addition. Thibault was 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 insignificant to the team as constructed. Whereas McDaniel's can bring something to the table that Thibault just couldn't. Yeah, my my, my only my rebuttal Thibault to that will be that
4: Thibault, Thibault, I'm I'm sure it might come down at some point that he had a fallout with with Doc, but McDaniel's outside well, of the three point line. Well, Gives you literally zero. Like his, he can't even go, got a cone if he left him but, alone. Oh, but,
0: but, but Lex, not, not to cut you, even though I'm cutting you, but not to cut you. That's the professional <laughs> thing we <to> say.
4: <laughs>
0: Jalen McDaniels can actually play, uh, uh, no, that's not who they got. They got, uh, hey, sorry, Jalen McDaniels. Yeah, they're they, going. That's yeah, who they got. He can actually play. Some, I watched um, the Lakers against the Spurs and he was even um, playing shift as a centre because he's 6-9. You understand? Yeah. But what you need to understand about um, Matthias Mat- Mat- Taibo's minutes were... In the beginning, I didn't understand why. But if, if if you remember, the start of the season, the Sixers were still struggling. Why? Because they had both PJ Tucker and Taibo on the floor with both of them zero offence.
3: Exactly.
0: You understand? Exactly. So, you had so to sacrifice one. PJ Tucker is the better defender, experienced defender, and he has been there. Remember, they brought Daniel House to um, the Rockets. You understand? Because Harden Azolds also, also played with him and all of that. So, they had to make a sacrifice. And they, this season, they were prioritizing Shake Milton because he has been very, very good. To the extent that right now, they've moved uh, um, this guy um, to the bench. They moved Tyrese Maxi to the bench ever since he came back. From injury, Because Doug Rivers is saying that this guy needs to run the second unit. Because Matthias tybo was always going to lose with his lack of offense. You understand? And mm-hmm. if you need winners, people that have done it before, they chose between um, P.J. Tucker and him. But then again, as you said, there might be something that happened between him and Doug Rivers. Because when you're talking about one of the best on-board defenders in the league is tybo somebody that can actually defend the weak side is tybo but his offense
4: was nothing to write to in the world. So yeah. Yeah. I c I can't believe that I'm dying on this hill where I have to be a sexist like apologist. But the thing is <laughs> Taibo for a lot of for a lot of people who do not necessarily watch him and I, I spent a lot of time like watching him at the Olympics because I was interested in seeing like because the blazers were always like connected to him. So um, and he shares the same agent with with Dame. So I was always interested in seeing like his development because I was curious knowing that down the line, he might actually show up in Portland. his He needs to be in a certain specific role for you to see his output. You need him against a point guard that is at least very serviceable on defense. Kaden doesn't give you that. With Dame, Dame is not the best of defenders on the perimeter, but Alex is going to put in an effort, and so it's going to cancel him out. And I think you made my case for me when he said that between him and P.J. Tucker, that to make a decision in terms of like who they were going to go with. And Doc is Doc's guy is PJ. And so that was why Tybalt was suffering. So now in a very different environment, he's he's going to do very well over there. Um I can't believe like again in, in an NBA deadline day where we are we are looking at winners, we're looking at the success. I do not think that they are going to come out from the from the east. I sincerely do not think so. I think the two best teams in the East is the Celtics and the Bucks, And the Bucks actually had in like the crowder, to me, is a bigger addition than anybody in the East has done. For this for this deadline day, and when you go over to the west, seeing what Phoenix has done, and actually seeing what the Timberwolves did on the edges, even though it doesn't elevate elevate them from where they are now to like the top excellence, it at least gives them serviceable players that they can use to be able to like enhance, Collins in terms and then and then Edwards. And so I think in the grand scheme of things, I I don't necessarily see this this NBA deadline day being like big hitters. Yes, I, if you look on the board, the players that moved. They're very sexy names. You look at them and it's intriguing. It's like, ooh, these are like flavor of the month. But I do not think that they changed the NBA landscape as much as we would like to believe. It really did. It really did.
0: Um, Ken, I'll come to you shortly. The reason why I'm telling you that is when Ja Morant did that interview, right, and they asked him about the West and he said he was good in the West because the West has been wide open and the difficult conference was the NCAA conference. You understand? Right now, when you look at the West, You have KD, you have Kyrie, you have uh, Luca. You still have LeBron, you still have AD. I mean, even though they're lingering around 13, they're still going to make a push. You still have Kawhi, you have Pojo. Look at the stats in the West right now. It has made the West more difficult to the extent that when the playoffs come right now, you're going to have teams in first place that are going to play teams in fourth or fifth or sixth. That could be knocked out.
4: You understand? Right now, the West is very... But my point is that if we look at the West, outside of KD moving to the Suns, who was the next player who moved? So you don't think Kyrie moved? You bit. don't think Kyrie moved? Oh, Kyrie. It's Kyrie a big deal. Let's not talk about Kyrie, bro. Let's not talk about Kyrie. I could argue that, but I'm giving you two. So, so, so I'm giving you two. No, <laughs> well, no. I could know, argue that, you know I'm giving what? you two. You, you you relax. We will we will
0: we will come to this right now. Let me take King's opinion because in our next question we'll talk about the Nets' victory and where it went wrong. But I want to take King's opinion. Okay, on okay. the trade deadline, the heard
2: i guys talk about uh, the trade deadline. Yes, it's, it's been one of the most interesting trade deadlines in the past few years. If I'm if I'm if I'm not lying, um, it's because there were big names that moved on the deadline. Usually, big names move over the summer, but. The Hale has a case where the big names decided to move on the on the trade deadline, which was very interesting. Uh, I know you guys have spoken a lot about the about the Suns trade and then um the 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 Sixers, but the Kyrie Mavs trade uh, as as some as some keep saying it doesn't really change anything per se for the Mavs because me I think they actually lost because you lost your defense, you lost um most of your defense. To someone who barely plays defense, yes, he's going to add up to the scoring to the offense. But he also needs the ball, and your primary scorer, who is Luka, is one of the, he's one person who has the one of the highest usage rates in in the league at the moment. So, do you think Kyrie, as his mindset is now that we've seen over the past five years or so, will he take a backseat to Luka? Will he be able to give the ball to Luca and expect to get the ball probably um, ten seconds before the shot clock expires or something? It it, it's, it it looks good on paper, but trust me, I don't think it will work. By the end of the by the end of the season, I'm sure he's going to uh, either he's going to trade himself or um, he's not going to sign back, and then some other team would have to pick him up. That's with the carry trade, with the Suns trade. Yes, KD tips the skill.
5: Uh, much
2: more than um, Kyrie does, but then also um, with them, it's all burdens to health, as most of you already said. Um, CP has not been the most healthy. we all know with the track record. Devin Booker, for some reason, this past two seasons, when they've been they've gone deep into the playoffs, he turns up at the at the latter part when he's needed the most. Either pulls a hamstring. Either his uncle or something, and then he he tends to let's go, and then that will be the end of the season for them. So um, and then eighteen, January eighteen. Sometimes when when you watch that game, sometimes you ask yourself, is he really on the floor? Is he really willing to play the game? Because we know who you are, we know what you can do. You've shown us what you can do. You can give us twenty and eighteen every, at any given day, but sometimes he he just walks around the court as if as if he doesn't care, as if as if what's going on in the court is, is something that is second to to him. So I, I don't know. But um, with them, the, fact that want, the number one factor I would say is um, it will be health. Health will play a big factor with them. And then um, also for them to be able to actually sit down and then communicate and then bring in... If they're able to bring in eighteen on board, I'm sure they'll be able to do wonders in the West. Then I'll move on to... um. The Clippers, who who quietly did a few moves that was interesting because they let, they let go of, of Reggie Jackson. They brought in Eric Gordon. And then to, the whole of today, I've been, I've been reading online and then it's as if they are, they are making a play for Westbrook. I don't know how true that is, but they're making a play for Westbrook. So if Westbrook is able to come back to the Clippers, is able to come to the Clippers, and it's, it's, it's acceptable to play from the bench, it's going to help them because we all know with their top two, which is PG and then Kawhi, their f- their starting five is okay, but then they have a lot of issues when when their second team comes on because the second team is mm, it's very doubtful, it's very very doubtful. So that would be it for the Clippers for me. Um, with my Lakers, I'm a Laker fan eh, by the way. but With my Lakers, um, I think we did we did a good move, letting go of Westbrook, and then getting some some sharpshooters. Um, Russell and then um, Malik Disley. Russell, yes, is sort of like a point guard. He, he's a point guard, but then he doesn't really need the ball per se. Because if you, if you watch him, if you watch him even even with the Wolves, he he plays off the ball a little bit, and and that I think that's going to help LeBron because we all know LeBron has needs the ball, not necessarily needs the ball, but he's always with the ball. And then if he has someone who is able to create his own shot and is able to just dump the ball to once a while, not consistently, but once a while, it's it's ate him. Also, Ra- Russell is, is a good three point shooter. So if if we drive and then he kicks out the ball, yes, we can be able to get some shots. Malik Beasley also would be able to make some shots. And then I, I think that's I think that's a good trade. And then finally the trade I'll talk about would be um Golden States going going in for um GP the second and then letting go of 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 Wiseman which I don't know if it's a business move or I don't know because Wiseman, yes, he's not really shown a lot of potential, but he's still the number... I think he's the number two pick or number one pick. I've forgotten. But he's still, he's still quite up there. And then I know he has a lot of potential. He can he can do something. But then letting him go for Guy Payton the second is, is a bit of a head scratcher
5: for me. But what Yes, because... Really? Wiseman. From no,
3: L- no. You see, yes, but but sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But what what Gary Payton brings to the the Warriors is exactly what they need. That tenacity, because what's his name can't do it at the hi, at uh, Draymond Green can't do it at the high clip that he used to. So they need that second person with the energy, with with the drive to really just bolster. Both on the defensive and offensive end. Because on the offensive end, he's no scrub either. So I think it's actually a great pickup because, let's be honest, Wiseman hasn't given Golden State anything since they drafted him. GP is a great pickup.
2: I'm not not doubting It's
3: a great pickup. What I'm saying is, to let go of
2: Wiseman for him, it's a bit of a scratcher. Honestly. Because right now, right now, now, you have GP. How long do you have GP for? And and in any case, yes, he's going to be he's going to be sort of like the second the backup for um for Green for Raymond Green, but um honestly, okay, we'll see. Time time will always tell. So we'll see. So um yeah, are, that'll be that it for the trades for me. It's it's very it's a new, very interesting trade deadline,
5: but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah,
0: Ken. To, to back what Sam is saying, Gary Payton Jr. is what they need right now. Weissman was being shuffled between the G League and back and being on the bench. Anytime he plays, he was like a cone on defense. He was still a shell of himself. You understand? You still see the frustration of Gary's eyes and even in Draymond Green's eyes. Sometimes he still misses the place and all of that. They didn't lose anything with by letting him go because most of them, they even still go with a small ball lineup. You understand? So I don't think it was really anything. But one thing I want to address before we go to our next segment is the disrespect Russ is getting from a lot of reporters. You understand? Yes, it didn't fit. I personally wanted him off the Lakers because it didn't fit. But to call him a vampire, to disrespect his name oh, and know, all those know, things, I mean, what's what his wow. wife Wow. Wow.
5: That was so I
0: nasty. That was so nasty. Yeah, I mean... No no, yeah. no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's really disrespectful, like, I get it, I get it, like, you're calling him Ra- yes. Russell Westbrook and everything, and for you, for you, for, for you, the, the Manaman, uh, Manaman, like, I really do respect you as one of the top reporters in LA, but for you to actually go and say that, and to say one source, and which source, me and the other source, here, I know it's still handy. He, I'm the Name to the source in if Iowa you're gonna goes, say
3: something that nasty, bro. I agree with you. Say it with your chest.
0: Yeah, say it with your chest. And for you to just like, I know, like, yo, it didn't work out in in the Lakers, but Russ has never been a terrible um, teammate. Where like the guy has always been showing up every evening with energy, regardless of trade rumors from day one, from beginning of the season. Before every day, trade Ras, do this, do that, do that. I'm also part because I know he didn't fit, and I wanted him gone. But I will never disrespect him <laughs> by it. like that was far, bro. That was far in a day and age where anything you say goes far. Like, come on, man, that was really low blow. And Lakers fans are one of the most toxic fans I know. And I'm telling you, this is facts. They are too toxic. Majority of them, they are too, too toxic. I know, I know they are sports. bro, bro. Bro, with, bro it's, uh, terrible. it's terrible. And teams, it's but terrible. it's bad. Like, it's, it's bad. like, it's, it's like a player can't even do anything wrong one day, and the next day they will get them fuck out of here. Blah blah blah. Like, are you serious right now? The guy came to play for his home home team. You understand? The team he has been supporting since he was a child. He had come back. He wanted to help. He didn't work out. Move on. That's fine. But this, I, did, I hate it when players move on and the media want to trash them and do that. And some of them have been ex-players too. So for you to be doing this is really foul. But quickly to our next segment. The Brooklyn um, Big 3. The 4th Big 3. I mean, some asked earlier on how many games did Kyrie and KD play together. That was 74. Total, uh, with, with the three of them playing together, um, I don't even think they even played. I think they played like, what, 25 games together or something like that with the big three. You understand? Um, in recent years, there's been a, a lot of big threes, But to me personally, I think this might go down as the biggest failure ever. And a quick one without actually um, staying for long, because we've done an hour. I just want to know your opinion quickly. What do you think went wrong? Where did they go wrong, and who is to blame? I'll take
3: this first. This? I will definitely take this <laughs> first. Sam, yes, Sam, first. Sam. I Who's know to blame? Oh, listen, man.
1: Kyrie agenda. Kyrie but, agenda. Nah,
3: <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie is toxic. We saw it. We saw it at the end of the run with the with the Cavs. We saw it in Boston. Okay. And now we're seeing it with the Nets. We've seen it with the Nets. You—they handed Josiah made a big, big mistake, right? He handed over his franchise not to his GM, he handed it over, and not his coach. He handed it over to the players. We all know the only reason that Kyrie was there is because KD wanted him there, and the only reason Harden came—I I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he dropped this bomb that, as a matter of fact, both James Harden and And uh, KD called Josiah and told him, bring me to the Nets. And he was gone in less than a season, bro. Look, at the end of the day, take James Harden out. He's a non-factor. He was there for two seconds. Kyrie Irving is the problem. The off-court stuff, we're not going to get into that, but that was a distraction. The vaccination stuff, a distraction. Not just a distraction, but also affected the team. And then he has the freaking nerve. To go to the maps and say, I led, I was a selfless leader. I thought about my teammates. No, you didn't. You didn't. At the end of the day, what we've seen from Kyrie Irving is that he is selfish. He is aloof. He's lost. He doesn't know what he's talking about because nobody who is in their right mind after what they've done can stand behind a podium and say, yeah, I led by example, I thought about my teammates. I was selfless. You weren't, dude. You were not selfless. And everywhere you've gone, you've left a track record of havoc, havoc, right? He, he had the nerve to say, I left him in a good place. I left him in fourth place, fourth place with those, with those talents that you have. And with, with the big names that you have, you shouldn't be in fourth place. You should be first or second. And some would even argue you should only be first real. Of course you can say health, 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 but at the end of the day, the things Goes that home. he did. Yeah, go ahead.
0: So with what you're saying, are you actually saying that he lacks self-awareness and he was actually very ungrateful? Absolutely. And then that's the were right to put exceptions in this deal?
3: Absolutely. And then beyond that, he, the only reason he's gone is because he, he asked for a trade. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he asked for a trade. Okay? So we cannot... Let's not sit here and make it... Look, talent-wise, he's untouched. Like, ball handle, making his own shot, finishing at the rim... A small man, right? A small guy. We haven't seen someone finish at the rim that small since Iverson, I would say. Right? He Even is, since
0: Iverson, I still think, as everybody says, he's the best finisher at the rim, six foot under. Like, yeah. um, six-three and under. He's, he's great. Ring, yeah. He's great, but he
3: sucks everything over. out of your team. Go ahead, man.
1: Sam, so, um, you were saying the trade came out of nowhere, right? I don't think it came out of nowhere. Because when... When some of the details came out, there was a stipulation. They wanted to put something in his contract that says, "I think he wanted the max two hundred million something," and they put in there something about a championship. But I think that was what caused everything. Aside but that, issues, but he that's has what they should ask. Aside the issues, that's what they should ask from him, bro. They should ask from him. No, no, bro. no, but it's unfair. It's unfair. Like that's uh, that's yeah. a bit ridiculous. You are telling a player that, oh, you there if you want this money, go and bring me a championship. Like, Bro, like, what, kind of, what kind of contract is that? You are basically if, telling if, me. If, are basically, if we're you know, dealing they, with they all your drama,
3: that's the least we can ask. If, that's, if, if we're dealing with all your off court drama, that's the least we can ask.
1: That's a bit ridiculous, honestly
4: Okay, okay. Uh, is you see, the thing is going to push You want to. I think the Nets, what the Nets fail to do is what you, you would say in corporate governance as being due diligence is that when you're bringing someone into your quarter setup up, bringing someone into your environment. The most basic thing you do is to do your due diligence, do the background check, and know the individual you're bringing into your house. It's as simple as that. What, KD, what, what Kyrie did when it was in Cleveland what he did when it was in Boston, the, the writing was in large fonts on the wall. It was easy for everyone to say that this individual was temperamental, this individual was moody, was emotional, with, with no clear conscience on the things that he was doing. He lacked a huge sense of self-awareness. He didn't know when to take sort of responsibility for some of his actions. And this were this, this was things that pretty much most GMs knew about Kyrie. Now, if KD is telling you that I'm only coming to Brooklyn, if you bring Kyrie along with me, and those those were the terms that Kairi, those were the terms that KD put out. Almost like what Kawaii told the clip is that if you want me to sign up please bring Paul George along with me as well and that's the only reason why I'll sign up yes but you have to find a way of convincing KD it is you we want and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we bring in other superstar level players to play alongside with you but this particular individual he's shown time and time again that he's very reckless with his decision making and he doesn't extend any bit of responsibility on himself not much to his own teammates and so even in the beginning even in the beginning, the Nets should have known this was going to go left. They should have known. It was, it, was, it was clearly easy for them to be able to tell. But sometimes you get a little into your own head and believe that you have a culture set up that is going to insulate some of the, the temperamental issues that players bring in. You think that your culture has enough sort of fortitude to be able to go like, no, this individual might come. And they can't be a toxic person that spreads a bit of like so, unfamiliarity. So-
0: Okay, so Lexus, with all you said, I've heard everything I say. So, are you trying uh, to say that I you think, are blaming the Sam, front I think some wasn't
1: down with this point. Or...
0: yeah, yeah I'll, ca- I'll come back to some. I'll come back to some. But if, if, I want to ask Lexis. right now. Where do you start? Are you blaming the front office, or
4: who are you blaming? At blaming? the
3: end of the day, it's it's, it's, it's it's on Josiah. It's on Josai.
4: Yes. If a duck, if, if a duck quacks, if a duck flaps, if a duck sticks to the water. What do you call it? You call it a duck is, Are you sure? Person... Wait. Though.
0: Are you blaming? Are you blaming the owner or the GM? I'm blaming the GM because Sean Max is the GM.
4: Yes, I'm blaming okay. the GM. Sean I'm blaming ma- I'm, I'm saying sure. like, okay, uh, so so Max, I'm blaming him because the thing is this: like, you could tell that this person was going to be a toxic person to fit into your own quarter. Kyrie is who he is. Kyrie is always going to be who Kyrie is, and so if he comes and he, and, he, and he behaves the way he behaves, you just suddenly can't turn around and go like, oh, why are you all of a sudden doing this? When the person has shown in the past that this is the kind of behaviour that he, he tends to like show to everybody. So, you blame the person who brought this individual in. Before uh, he came in, the Nets but, easily had the best quarter in the NBA. Lexus,
0: Lexus, do you know that um, Kyrie, right, do you know initially the Nets didn't want to trade for Kyrie, but it was supposed to be a package together with KD because initially they wanted just KD, but KD wasn't gonna come without Kyrie.
3: Yes, and it when was they why they, so, it so then the you let K- K- So then you no, but then you let KD go. K- then you what? let KD go. Yeah. No. Lex, you know, <laughs> ball. KD, eh, I said Lex, <laughs> you know ball, bro. You know, ball. So 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 you
0: guys they should have still stuck with Dimwidi. They should have stuck with all their pieces. Because they, had, they actually had a good team going But getting on, these guys
3: didn't
0: change anything. They, getting they these guys didn't change anything. No, nah, I'm trying
1: they to say that. No, no. They lost,
0: they lost a lot of players to get KD
4: and Kyrie. That's all I'm saying. d, d-, d- They lost a lot of players to get... D-Lo. They, d- d- they lost them um, to the Cavs. Rob Palinka is someone who has a lot of issues. And we can critique him. But even if he saw that, no, I'm not bringing this Kyrie dude into my into my into my franchise.
3: Uh, like, the, the Lakers not were in so not better. better. He said no to LeBron. No, 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 that no, no, is no, no. what a good GM does. No. He said no, no, no to No,
0: LeBron. no, 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 Sam, 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 Sam. We <laughs> the Lakers guys. I even though I'm a Lakers renter, Let me tell you how it went down. <laughs> the tie, they didn't want to give. Let me tell yeah, you something. They didn't want to. Happened. They weren't dealing uh, in good faith with the Lakers. They didn't okay. want yeah, to Yeah, because he said he wouldn't send Kyrie to, Kyrie to, to where he, to he wanted to go. To and exactly. exactly. So they gave, yeah, they gave yeah. him a the middle. They gave him the middle finger. But,
3: but to I, to say don't think, the, I don't think I don't think Palinka Lakers... would have taken him anyways. I don't think Palinka. You no, know, he Palenka... did.
0: No, let me tell you. Uh, we offered. Uh, no, no. wanted Sam, him. let me the tell Lincoln you the
3: breakdown.
0: Exactly. We offered our two first round pick. We offered. we offered. Russell Westbrook. We offered everything. Let me tell you something. The the Nets were the ones licking what the Lakers were saying. They were the ones leaking to the media. I understand. Two, they worried, they didn't want to deal with us in good faith because they would later start requesting for, uh, uh, two, two, uh, two of our, uh, young, young chaps. They wanted Austin Reeves and the other one, were uh, were Max. You understand? And Max Christie. and You need an elixir when you're taking in
3: poison. You are you need an elixir when you're taking poison. Look, at, no, the no, no, day, no, no. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no, 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 Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Don't get let, it wrong. Let, Me. No, Jerry, 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 let's be serious. Don't let's be serious. surprised
0: if the end of the season, don't be surprised if next season you see Le- um, Kyrie in the Lakers jersey.
3: Well, then enjoy Oblivion because that is <laughs> what Kyrie <laughs> brings with <laughs> him. Oblivion.
0: Wow. Me, Moni, I still love Kyrie, though. Yeah, I still love Kyrie because well, as long as there's LeBron there, yeah. they can control him. Okay, but yeah, but but you know, we uh, we what you're saying, right, Lexis, I kind of do agree with you, and you might be one of the few people that are actually blaming um, Sean Max for this this experiment failing because they had a good culture, swayed away from it, went to uh, a star culture, failed, and they are back to this culture. And even though they were in the top four, they still miscalculated. And this has come. But, but and crack, yes, and you're right. And so, Tweedy, yeah, so you can go, then goes. Um, uh, okay, mm-hmm.
1: sure. Um, don't you think uh, Josiah was, like, a big factor in bringing in, like, going for KD and Kyrie? I don't want to put a squarely on Sean Martin's shoulders. Yeah, he was. Bob. I don't want to. Yeah. He
3: wanted the splashy signs.
1: Yeah, he did. He made the...
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 but, he, but usually the Usually, uh, we blame, oh, but usually, right, we blame right. um, Palinka, not Gin- Ginny Bass. You understand? Usually, the owners are the owners, but the GMs that are been employed, they are the ones that okay, can be sat Okay, but you at see, yeah, owners, but no,
3: no, no, no not, see, not, Josai, no, no, not all
1: owners are the same. Josai is more, more hands on than. He's more like Mark Yeah, he's more like Mark Cuban. Yeah, he's like Cuban, exactly.
0: Well, okay, yeah. So, you, you, Titi, continue, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Um. Why the next big three field? Okay. I Kyrie's a big reason why it didn't work out. But I want to say, Harden was also a, a reason why it didn't work out because Harden was not part of the plan. If you remember, it was supposed to be Kyrie, KD, right? And around the same time, that's when Harden put on with and Harden, um he started thinking of the pieces he liked in Houston and he was doing tantrum, doing XYZ, blah, blah, blah. He came to the Mets and things were working out initially. But he got injured, Kyrie got injured at some points and it became a whole. So I think it's a mixture of Harden joining that mix, Harden leaving the mix and them trading for Ben Simmons. Also, Kyrie's injuries, KD's injuries, like, I know, please I know... mention
3: Kyrie's off the court stuff, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Kyrie's off the court stuff didn't help that, that one. People, people say the 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 time KD joined Golden Stage, right? Because people always, oh, it's the done deal. They're going to win. They're going to. Win. But I kept saying, it's just you just need a couple things to happen, and everything could get derailed. It just, just a couple things needs to happen, and everything will get derailed. So yeah, the pieces look nice, but. They actually have to be on the court at the same time. Let's see how it looks. And let's see how they perform in the playoffs. Then you can make some assessment. So, yes, Harden, having Harden, Kyrie, and uh, KD. It looks lovely. looks beautiful. But what pieces are surrounding them? I remember when they were in the playoffs, the Nets, there was a problem with... Uh, they, had, they didn't have a big man to battle out um the the Giannis and the AB, they had that issue, that whole big issue. And then last season happens and they get bounced in round one. So yeah, we would have liked it to work, but I think that yeah the, the main reason is Harding coming in with that last minute, uh, last minute uh, addition carries off the course stuff his injuries, Katie's injuries to us. well Did he? If you if you yeah
0: okay okay you finished, then i come in
1: yeah if if you if you ask skip Bailey, he will tell you oh okay these photos on the line when it should have been a three <laughs> why was it two if, if you ask him that's what you'll tell you now. <laughs> why it didn't work big but, foot yeah. <laughs> you see Bigfoot, toe on the line. <laughs> yeah, toe on the line, toe on the if line. KD wore <laughs> Yeah, if KD was if you chopped his foot off, you would have been the, they would have gone and XYZ. So yeah, you will say all that. But for me, I think as a mixture of Harden joining, he wasn't part of the plan. Kyrie's injuries, KD's injuries, obviously Kyrie's off the court stuff. And I didn't necessarily think that pieces on the bench and then surrounding them were the best fit for the team. So for
0: me, that's that's what that's all I have for the for the next big three. Okay, um, Twitty, um yeah. I, I I don't agree with you when it comes to the Harden bit. I don't at okay. all. No, I don't okay. blame Harden. I don't, I don't, I don't blame Harden. The slider. Let me tell you. Harden
3: saw what Kyrie was doing. He was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: Thank True. you. Let me tell you why.
3: True.
0: When you are actually in a, in a group, right, where you need everybody mm. to sacrifice for a course. And one person is not willing to sacrifice. Aside that, you see the person also doing what he wants, going to a sister's birthday um, party, showing off when there's COVID mandates, you, you are unvaccinated and everything. When you see like you've come together and it's a win or bust, this is a win now situation. And one person hasn't bought in and Adam was having issues with his hamstring. You understand? Even with that, he and KD were still struggling to cook even though they were cooking, they were still struggling because Harden's hamstring. But they were still winning games. All they needed was Kyrie to be back. Kyrie to just say, look, Kyrie, I beg you, just take this vax. A lot of people were anti-vax. But most of the stars that were anti-vax sacrificed. If you remember, even Karim called LeBron out for uh, questioning the vaccine. But LeBron still vaccinated for the Lakers. And they still won the bubble championship. Do you get it? Right from the bubble and everything, you weren't willing to play. You didn't play and everything. Fine. And, you, and, you, and, you, and the season starts. You people went for Harden. Harden was leaving Houston. Hey, he didn't say he wanted to go, for, go to the next. They said, bring me Harden. Jochai, Sean Max, bring me Harden. That's KD and Kyrie. And they brought, and they brought them Harden. You understand? And their first um, playoffs together against the, the Celtics. It was a gentleman so, sweep.
1: So so crack. It was very um, evident.
0: It was very evident. Yeah.
1: So crack. Um, the whole Harden trade to the Nets. You don't think it was engineered for him? I knew it was engineered for him to move away from Houston. But I think there was some rumors spreading after the whole uh, Kyrie, and Kyrie to the Nets that Harden might be a piece they might go they might go for. Yes. I don't and, and, remember. And I don't, yeah. I don't.
0: doubt. Yeah, I remember. I remember very clearly, okay, And I don't doubt that at all. But I'm trying to say. Harden um. wanted, Harden wanted to leave the um, Houston, but Harden's favorite destination was the Sixers already. Remember, because they are taking uh, um, his favorite coach, uh Sorry, his favorite GM there. G- uh, what's his name? Daryl You understand? He had already been there, and that's where he wanted to land. But Houston too did him what the um, Nets did to Kyrie. Oh, never. We are not going to take you to where you want to go. You understand? And then the next we're like yo, this is our chance to make to have a big three, Kyrie so, and, and, and 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 KD, they vetoed it and they brought Harden there. Harden was cooking till I had his hamstring. Um, Kyrie too was cooking till he also went down against the Bucks. If if you remember, you understand. Yeah, but yeah. Harden, Harden went down against the Celtics first before this one, and then Harden came back um against the Bucks and he was still half fit, uh, um Harden and he still took the Bucks to Game Seven. Largely and mainly because of KD. And they could have won slightly, but they didn't win. So, no could have ifs and all of that.
5: Yeah, Harding okay. still
0: came next season, committed. Where was Kyrie?
5: So, um,
1: yeah, I get your points with Harding. But the side to it is, if Harding doesn't go to the Nets. They have something to deal with. They have a space. They they can move people around. They can get someone else. So I'm saying one, my, my major point is Harding leaving the Nets harmed them. I'm not saying I want to, I'm not blaming Harding. He had to do what was good for him, what was best for him. That is true. But him leaving the Nets, him taking himself away and the possible and probable pieces that could have been added if he was there or if he wasn't there. Like, that's my well, point. Yeah, it, that's it, true. It fundamentally changes... Yeah, it changes the, the, the look of a team. You know, basketball, if you want to compare basketball to football, it's very, very different. But football, you can take a, you can take someone out and you can still manage. But basketball, if you take someone out to your, out to your starting five, the way you play changes dramatically. It's crazy. So... Yeah, that was my point yeah, with the Harden. That, I don't okay, want to blame yeah, Harden.
0: But. That, yeah, okay. Okay, that, that that is true. So, I think we are we are like five minutes to the end because yeah, we've had over an hour we've been here because the talking has been good um, and it's been exciting and we are definitely going to do this again. So, quick one before we go. With our last question, I want to ask everybody who is going to win
5: the NBA championship? 3D.
1: Who will win the, the championship?
5: Um, yes. Hmm. You asked me a tough question.
1: I will go
2: with Boston Celtics. Because at the moment, Thank they you.
1: look the most ready. And they've been, they've been close with this team. So, But they've been close to that area that gets into the final. So I'll take Boston.
0: Okay, and who do you think they are going to meet in the finals from the east and eh, from the west?
1: Um, hmm. I I I picked the Suns for like the ones who won the trade, so I guess I have to stick with the Suns. I'll st- so I'll stick okay. with the Suns. I'll stick okay. with the
5: Suns.
0: Stick. Okay, so Boston Boston Suns for Tweedy. D. I'm um, Sam. Nuggets bucks, and
5: bucks bucks. Nuggets bucks bucks win. Nuggets uh, bucks bucks win.
4: Okay, thank you. Lexus. East and West? Against my better judgment, um, I'm, my, my heart is telling me Bucks, my head is telling me the Celtics. I'll go with the Celtics because it doesn't look like Chris Middleton is going to give the Bucks much this season. And, and, and the Celtics, if you look at what they've done this season and the fact that they've been on the big stage and the bright lights be from just last year, I, I feel like they have the momentum. And so the Celtics and I think the Suns come out from the from the West. So Celtics win the
0: championship beating the, the Suns. Okay. So Celtics, another Celtics Suns. And Jim, yeah. you've been in and out. Yeah. So i say before we go from the East. From the east, I'll be so,
2: the Celtics because as, as we all know, they are still riding the momentum from the finals from last season and then they're still showing that they still have what it takes to get there. So I'll pick the Celtics from the East. The West is where I'm a bit I'm a bit um conflicted because right now the sounds look very enticing but as we all know they've not played a single game for us to
5: see and
2: uh, we have our doubts so I'll I'll settle for the for, for the golden State to, so touch golden State. a repeat I repeat final
5: that's what I think will happen. Yeah. Wow golden states wow
0: golden State. oh a, golden states wow interesting. Anyways so <laughs> thank you guys once again for oh I didn't give my pick. I think the backs are going to come out from the east. Me, they, I always go with Janice. I'm not going to doubt him unless Chris Middleton goes down. But adding Jay Crowder makes them tougher. Medellin I think the backs are the going same. to come out of the east. And for the west, all things being equal,
5: Middleton has not been the same. has not been the same.
0: Well, he's cooking gradually because they are bringing him up the bench so he gets his rhythm. And they still, we have like what 27 games to go. So yeah, I I I'll back that he's gonna be he's gonna be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, backs is yeah, a good so, pick. Yeah, yeah, and for the and for the West, I am going with either the Nuggets or the Clippers, one of them. But the Clippers have always shown that they can bottle it at any time, and also all teams <laughs> in equal, The and are in the mix. So that's it. I don't have my pick from the West. The, the I don't have my pick from the West. But if I'm going to go finally, it's just going to be Nuggets box. So. The, this happens to be the end of our segment thank you guys once again for coming and we are going to do this again so yes uh atw dominates the conversation thank you guys